Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Recently, we've been talking about the heart of man can be defiled because of relationship, emotional hurts, and uh, as a result, we open doors for Satan to come in and do damage. The problem is we do not realize it because what is being carried out is inhuman earthly wisdom. So to the natural mind, to the unspiritual uh, Christians, we cannot tell the difference because it sounds uh, right, it sounds uh, reasonable. And uh, that's why we talk about the needs of uh, having heavenly wisdom. And uh, this evening, I want to talk about the function of the heart. Because uh, uh, when the heart is defiled, it, it brings about damage in the church in our relationship. And that's why we need to know the function of our heart. The Bible in Proverbs 4, 23 says that above all else, get your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Everything we do flows up from the heart. And that's why we cannot be ignorant about the function of our hearts because it determines our life. It determines the quality of life. It determines the things that we do, whether it will bless, it will build, or it will destroy, it will tear down. And uh, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse forty. 3 to 44. It says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bears good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briar. A good man brings good things out of the good store up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil store up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So everything we do, it determines by the condition of our heart. If our heart is good, it will bring forth good fruits. If it's evil, it will bring forth evil. And the trouble we discover is for Christians, you know, both these streams of good and evil are flowing from the same heart. And the Bible says that should not be. That should not be. You know, the reason is because defilement through whatever causes could be due to the past experiences or whatever. You know, the defilements has come into 
our hearts. God has cleansed it by the blood of Jesus. He has sanctified us. You know, out of that hardship filled praises and thanksgiving and gratitude and honor. But unfortunately, bitterness also flows up from that heart. If we do not deal with the, the problems, the, the relational conflicts and problems that we uh, definitely will come across in this life. So, the quality of life flows up from the heart. And how do we know the condition of our hearts? You know, it's not by words that we say because of that mixture. Sometimes people talk spiritual, they talk as if they love God. But the next moment, they begin to accuse others, they begin to bring damage, division, uh, and rebellion comes from from what they say. There's only one thing the Bible says. Good fruits will come from a good tree. Bad fruits will come from a bad tree. You know, if we are sort of a Uh, if there's that mixture, mixture that has come out from our life, it shows that our heart is defiled and we better do something about it because we will be responsible. God will help us responsible for the condition of our hearts. So, uh, from the, 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 the heart, the source of life that flows up from us and, and through the fruits, through what we do, not what we say, through what we do, it will show what kind of heart that we have, whether we have a pure heart or whether our hearts is defiled. And then the life and death, secondly, life and death flows from our heart through the mouth. You know, the heart, whatever the condition is, it brings forth fruits. But first of all, it comes from the mouth, comes through the mouth, through the words that we speak. Let's look at verse 45 again, Luke 6, 45. A good man brings good things out of the good store up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil out of the evil store up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So if good or evil will flow out from our mouth when it is full. So we need to realize that when at the initial stage of the defilement that is in our hearts, it could be a little misunderstanding, a little grievance that we felt. If we keep that little uh, hurts or bitterness that is inside, initially it's still okay. 
because the heart is not full yet. We can still conceal it. That's why you talk to some people. Obviously, you know they are hurt. They are not happy. But when you talk to them, what do they say? Oh, never mind. It's a small matter. It's okay. And they, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal, deal with it. They just brush it aside. So initially, that is still okay. But the problem with, we talk about the function of the heart. Everything flows from it. The problem is, when you allow that little bitterness, that little grievance in your heart, unresolved, that's when Satan comes in. The Bible talks about be angry and sin not. You know, do not let the sun go down while you still bear that uh, grudges. You know, and, and, and Satan will come in. Uh, do not give Satan a foothold. So what happened is when we allow that little defilement to stay in our hearts and, deal, and not deal with it, not keeping short account and, and be honest about it and talk about it and settle the problem so that we can move on. We allow it to stay. We are giving Satan a foothold. Initially, it, it doesn't show anything. But Satan will continue to work inside. And the next time, the person may say something unintentional. They may say something which is not what you perceive them to say. Now you begin to take offense. And it begins to accumulate and accumulate. And Satan, being the accuser of the brethren, will begin to, 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 to point things out to you to accuse the other person. Right? So eventually, what the, the little defilement in your heart begins to be feel and feel and feel until it overflows when it's full. That's when you cannot conceal. That's when people cannot conceal. When they talk, you know, the emotion that they carry, the bitterness they carry, the accusation, you know, the constant uh, slandering and accusing others, it just pours out. It's just like a volcano, isn't it? Initially, the lava probably just uh, splutter up, you know, at the initial stage. Until when it's full, until it begins to burst forth. And that's the time. It brings about maximum damage. It destroys relationship. It destroys family. It destroys the church. The kingdom of God. And that's what the enemies come to do. That's what we've been talking recently. To help brothers and sisters to be aware of what the schemes of the, the, the evil one is like, so that we will not allow this thing to happen to us because it is that serious. It brings forth destruction. It brings forth death. So Proverbs says the tongue, Proverbs 18 verse 21, it says the tongue has a power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's how powerful 
our heart is. That's how powerful the words that we speak. It can brings forth life. It can brings forth healing. It can brings forth joy and peace. Or it brings forth division. It brings forth death. Because it's engineered by Satan, slander, accusation, attacking others. So life flows from our hearts through the mouth, through the words that we speak, and that's why it's very important when we understand how the hearts can be defiled. And sometimes not because of what you have done, not because of the hurt and grievance that is inside you, but rather you are instigated, you are influenced by people or demon spirit who is working to try and bring about destruction and division in relationship in a church to weaken the ministry of the church, and so we have to be careful about people. Who, uh, who speaks words of death, words of division, words of rebellion, and so on? We got to be conscious, and we need to move away from such people. You can talk to them about anything, about chakwetel, about uh, whatever, but do not communicate with them about anything that is spiritual, because their hearts is defiled. And they want to influence you. They want to cause trouble. They want to destroy your relationship with God, with the people, with the church. And uh, unless you are those who are strong enough, you can take them on and begin to put them in the right place. Speak the truth in love to them. You are very firm. We are very sure about the scripture. You 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 know how to deal with things. Then you confront them. Then you deal with them, uh, and, and and so on. You see, out of the mouth of the righteous comes the fruit of wisdom. See, if you are righteous, you will know how to deal with this situation. But a lot of people, a lot of people, they they are just they don't know the scripture. They just move by human earthly wisdom, and they. Out of the good intention of their heart, they want to help. Peter, out of the good intention of his heart, want to protect Jesus. But he minds the things of men and allows Satan to come in, and wanting to destroy the purpose of God. So let's be careful. You know. It's not that your heart is evil. You may have good intention, but do you have the grounding of the word? Do you know what God desires, or are you functioning human wisdom out of the goodness of, of of your your heart, human wisdom? You want to help. So so it's so important that we really build ourselves in the word of God, so that we out of the the the. The righteousness that is in us, it comes fruits of wisdom, heavenly wisdom. And be careful! It says, "Those who love it will eat its fruit." If you function by it, 
you will be destroyed by it. Okay, so if you keep accusing others, destroying others, slander others, you will be destroyed by it, because you'll eat the fruits thereof. That's what the scriptures say. But if we speak life, words of healing, words of comfort, uh, wisdom, we will eat of its fruit. Good fruits will be produced. So remember, when there is little evil, little bitterness, you can still conceal it. You can still cover it up. But it's a dangerous position that you are in because you are opening doors for Satan to come in to take a foothold of your life. So the Bible tells us that we got to speak the truth in love so that we'll build up one another. It's, truth is not pleasant. Truth many times hurts. when we are the receiving end, you know, when we are being admonished, when we are being rebuked, when we are being corrected, many times it does hurt us. It hurts our pride. You know, I, I, I talk with different people. Oh, some people, they, they are so superior, they're so good in certain areas. But in other areas, in areas of relationship, they're so ignorant. They just don't know how to deal with problems and people. And you need to speak to them. And uh, this kind of truths hurt them because immediately they think about they're being victimized. This is not what they intend. They didn't, didn't want to bring, uh, uh, they, they are not impartial. They are not, uh, uh, they think so good of themselves. But the reality is they do not have the truth. They do not have uh, the right perception about things. And so they cannot handle the situation. And when they are being confronted, they feel so victimized because they think they are so good. Uh, and uh, so we, we, we don't allow the little bitterness, the little uh, grievance to stay in our hearts because it will brew inside. Satan will begin to do maximum damage. Until such time when the fullness comes, you can't conceal it. It's written on your face. It's written in, the, in your emotion when you speak. And through your words, it will come forth. And the poisons, you know, will begin to permeate into other people's life when you speak. And uh, the poison in our hearts that comes into our heart may not be just in an emotional area. It may be in the area of greed, like the case of Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. You know, Judas was greedy. He was taking from the collection of money that he kept, and, and he was tasked to, until eventually Satan comes in because he allowed little foxes to come and spoil the vine 
allows little bitterness, uh, uh, this greed inside, you know. And finally, he sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Satan came in. Right, so that's why it's so important that we keep our heart clean, we keep our heart in the right condition and not allow our hearts to be defiled by whatever that seeks to come in. And uh, when the heart is defiled, its task is to destroy. Destroy others. And uh, when the heart is full of evil, there's no limit to what it will do because Satan is ultimately in control of that person. Look at Hebrews 12 verse 15. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Okay? No bitter roots grows up to cause trouble and defile many. So that is a very clear scripture about the intention of what a defiled heart would do is there to cause trouble uh, and destroy many, many people with them. Because self is at the center of it all. All they think about is themselves, defending themselves, proving that they are right, uh, filled with self-righteousness and deceit. So they want to bring others along with them to support them. Uh, so they are there to defile those people. And as you can see, we can be defiled. We may not be the person who is being wrong, but we can be defiled because it's the spirit that is working. And those accusations begin to uh, come into our hearts and we become like them. We talk like them. We supported them. We bring about division and destruction. So, finally, we, we need to know the condition of our hearts. We need to know the true condition because we have a perceived idea about our heart. A lot of people think that, you know, I talked to someone recently. I say, your, your strength has become your weakness. You know, you want to love God and do what is right and wanting to be righteous. And that's why you have been trying to do that. But I said to the person, but a lot of time is self-righteousness. It's righteousness as you perceive it, not what the, how the Lord perceives what you perceive as right and you want to do good. You know, the Apostle Paul, he has the, uh, before he was converted, he was Saul. And he's a Pharisee. He knew the Word of God so well. That is his strength. He knew the Lord so well. That is his strength. And he tried to keep it because he wants to protect his heart. And as a result, that righteousness becomes self-righteousness. 
because it's by his effort he wants to do what is right, keep his heart. But we are to submit our hearts to God. We are to submit ourselves to God. So there is a spirit of humility. There is a spirit of teachability. So that we can listen to other people. We are open because we do not know the condition of our hearts. We think we know. We think that is right. But we need to be so open to what people are saying to us. Because it's hard for us to see ourselves, but others can see us so clearly. And that's why we need to listen to people. That's why we, unless we are in a community, unless we're interacting with other people, you will never know yourself. Because it's in the interaction, it's in the trouble, it's in the conflict, things begin to surface. How you respond to the conflicts or react to the conflicts. There are people who react to conflicts. They lose their plot. They begin to accuse others. They begin to attack. They become so vicious. But there are others who respond to the conflict. They begin to reason. They begin to hear what people say and able to humble themselves and accept what other people are saying rather than being defensive about themselves. And as a result, their hearts are being purified. As a result, truth comes in. Speak the truth to one another in love. But those who think they are righteous, they want to be righteous, and many Christians are like that. Good intention, religious, but not necessarily spiritual. You know, we, there are people who think they have the right doctrine and then they begin to act, you know, uh, attack those whom they are in disagreement with and pride and arrogance comes in because sometimes we think we know, we think we are right, but it proved that the reality is we could be wrong. Okay? So we, 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 we can be firm. We can hold on to what we believe. But at the same time, we have an open mind just in case what we're saying is not the gospel truth. There are truth in what we say for sure. Right? So we, we don't want to defend our evil heart by attacking others. Look at uh, look, uh, the, the, the verses. Just before verse 43 that we read just now, look at verse 41 and 42. Luke 6, verse 41, 42. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So the word of God says, you hypocrite. In other words, you got a chance 
to see the true condition of your heart, but you refuse to. Instead, you attack your brothers. Instead, you pinpoint his fault, small fault, and major on that, and ignore the plank, the obvious fault that everyone else can see in your life. You hypocrite. I see all over again and again and again how people defend themselves by attacking others, and at the same time refuse to see and acknowledge their own fault. It's so sad. These people are vicious. These people are filled with evil in their heart. Their heart is being defiled by bitterness, but they can't see it. They keep attacking others. This has to do with attitude. If we want to know the condition of our hearts, we have to look at our attitude, because the scripture describes the plank. Your fault is so obvious; it's so big, but you cannot see it. Why? Because when people tell you about it, people talk to you about it, you just deny it. You just excuse yourself. You know, people when they talk to, well, they give excuse for their failing. In other words, they they're not going to do anything about it. There's reason why they behave in this way. They don't realize this is so unacceptable by others, but yet they justify themselves. They excuse themselves. They may acknowledge they are wrong, but that's the way they are. They have no intention of changing and truly acknowledging their fault. So it's it's attitude problem. If if we want to know the condition of our hearts, bad attitude will just blind your eyes. To the fault that you have, but you keep accusing others of uh, wrongdoing. So, to know the true condition of our heart, we need to listen to other people, and that's why we need to be in a community. I don't want to be so spiritual as you listen to God, because God speaks to us through people. God speak to us through people, through your brothers and sisters, to those in your cell group, to those in your church, to your leader. And if you refuse to listen, if if your attitude is so foul, you will have an evil heart because you justify yourself, you excuse yourself. And then you move into the next mode. You feel victimized. Oh, you know these people—they don't understand me. <laughs> and and people do that all the time. And they allow that bitterness to continue to brew because they feel so sorry for themselves. How people treat them? How unfair, unjust. 
I talk to someone, he, the person keeps saying, it's unfair, it's unfair, it's unfair. These people do, do this to me, these people, you know. Well, have a good look at yourself. Remove the plank from your eyes and have a good look at your own heart. Then you'll be able to know the truth and sanctify your heart. And don't rationalize your thoughts, explaining. So I hope tonight we have dealt, we are, we are continuing unravel what is hidden in our hearts because the heart, out of it, flows the issue of life. Everything we do flows from the heart. And we have to make sure our hearts is clean, is pure, and not be defiled. And we thank God for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, purify us. But we do realize, even with that, Satan can come in to grievances, to greed, to sin, to other things, to come and defile our heart through people. And we got to protect our hearts because it's so crucial to the quality, the life, the testimony that we live. And I hope with this teaching, we will be more conscious of the heart of man and our own heart. When people talk, we are more conscious of what is inside rather than just what they say so that we know how to respond appropriately, protect ourselves, do what is right so that we continue to be in good relationship with people out of a pure heart. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for your words. It's like double-edged sword. It just pierces into our hearts. I pray that this evening, this word will really divide what is of the flesh, what is of the spirit. It will help us to be able to discern the condition of our hearts so that by the blood of Jesus, every defilement, every sin, is removed so that we have a clean and pure heart so that we may see you and be able to continue to live in true righteousness to glorify your name. We thank you, Lord. Bless everyone who listened to this word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen. The Lord bless you. We'll be dismissed.